around us, the world grows digital, and friends are people we have never met. People like things with the click of a button, and then we give them no further thought. We have no names and no face, and we are free to be the worst of ourselves without judgment. At the time of this recording, it is July 30th, 2016. Spies share intel from across the drink, trying to figure out what just happened right there. Go on. So how you doing? Uh, another week above ground. I think most people consider that a good week. I watched uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and uh, you made me think of that. People break back and forth on that film. Uh, was it Goodman's performance was damn solid, wasn't it? Damn good. You know, uh, celebrities drive our culture, my friend. You, you got you got some big hitters that have found their way across and, and made a couple people laugh. Uh, Gervais, for one. I know him from Twitter. He pops off at people, animal cruelty, as he should. Uh, what's what's your country's perception of him at this time? Is, is his shtick getting tired or what's up? I don't know. It's hard to say because I'm a big fan of his and I've grown a bit wary of it. I don't know if my views reflect the country because I'm kind of biased. But he was the biggest thing for ages. The office was just massive. Yeah, he's um, a made man. But he's he's got his one thing. And I think maybe other people have come along and it became a fashion, that type of cringe comedy. And I don't know if he is the man anymore. Plus, apart from that, he's not actually done very much on film, which is very good. Well, as long as people are playing that loop of him doing that dance on The Office, dude, there was some torque on his knees at, at some points. No, I mean, he, he'll make me laugh. But I, I agree, like, I feel like Certain types of comedians, especially that run that hot and, and throw their opinion around, after a while, you're just kind of their persona off screen becomes bigger than their characters. And, and you're, at that point, you're just kind of like, OK, you, you don't know where to go from there. Yeah, you're right. But I think with him, it's kind, there's a kind of a blending, isn't there? Because he's there's a lot of himself in his characters, I think. It's like Alan Partridge. Yeah, yeah. I, you probably couldn't wait to drop that name, huh? No, <laughs> I really couldn't wait. He's your boy, right? If you need to laugh, you're looking for Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge is my guy. Absolutely. And because he's been going for so long, but he's never been... Steve Coogan's never kind of overworked it. He does it, and then he drops it, and then he just lets it drop for the longest time, and then he comes back to it. So it's never kind of gotten old. And... As the, the years have gone on, he's allowed the character to go on as well. So the, the Alan Partridge from the beginning is very different to the Alan Partridge now. It means I can never get bored of him. That feels like the right way to play it. Absolutely. But again, when you watch Steve Coogan being Steve Coogan, so many of Alan's mannerisms are Steve Coogan that sometimes you forget who you're watching. Well, dude, you guys have the dry humor. You can't really, once you're a dry humor person, that's not a, that's not a persona. That's who you are, you know? Yeah, but there's some of the, the, the ticks that they give characters, which you realize are actually the way they act. You, you don't know which came first. Okay, let, let me throw who I perceive to be the funniest people from your part of the world at you. At least from where I'm sitting on the West Coast, being kind of the adult swim enjoying person that I am, Honestly, like the funniest people I've seen from your side has to be that super team that, that was Dark Place. Wholeness, um, Barry Iode, or, or however you pronounce that. And of course, Alice Lowe, who is actually the only one that will interact with any uh, Dark Place tweets. Nobody else will touch him on, on social media. Are they interactive on social media other than Dark Place, though? Wholeness has, has like, shared a beverage. One time I asked him, like, what are you drinking tonight? And, and maybe he was he was sitting in front of a fire somewhere with his, his catalog of uh, 
fiction, you know? I don't know. But is is Matt Berry not one of the, the, the funniest men in your society? I've got a lot of time. Everybody, everybody knows Father in the church. It's iconic. My God. And, and that whole thing with him, like, oh, you have a boyfriend? Fuck you. Fuck you. Taking things. Or My God. The one where he kicks the dogs is genius. Yeah, there, I mean, that that whole skit wasn't solid. That one where they went to, like, old English times, that wasn't funny. But even the bold Ricky Gervais gets curved on social media, or or rather censors himself. Because I found this to be kind of interesting. You know, over here, like, uh, the media covers up everything. Or or at least it's perceived that way, is it not? Um, I don't know. The idea of media blackouts and, and, and that type of censorship I think often people think of it being a conspiracy theory, but not fact. Um, with Gervais, the other, it was about, what, a week ago? Did he censor himself or was he censored? Do we know? Well, why don't you give us some background on, on what it is we're referring to with Gervais? Well, he basically on Twitter said, let's boycott Twitter. And, you know, he's got influence. And I saw that tweet and I was like, well, damn, those guys are getting bold. So I actually quoted that tweet and I said, let's pick a date where everybody kills their social media. Kind of like a reboot. Like people need a reboot. Too much information is in one set of hands right now. So I, I, I you know, tagged him in that tweet and all of a sudden he deleted that tweet. And so I just added him and said, did that thing get too much heat or what? And of course he didn't reply because I'm a nobody. But... But I gotta wonder. I wonder who. I mean, if, did Twitter take that down? Did Ricky Gervais decide against it? He's just got a film coming out next week or the week after the David Brent movie, and so maybe the publishers were just like, "What the fuck are you doing? Take that down right now and send out something funny." Maybe, but at least the way he's perceived from my side, he's like kind of doesn't take shit from anybody. Am I wrong? He's happy to stand up for himself, like the um, the Mel Gibson thing a couple of months ago at the Golden Globes, I think it was, I'm not sure, where they had a bit of a, a jibe at each other on the on the stage. I missed that. Yeah, Mel Gibson said something like to Ricky Gervais about not being funny. Ricky Gervais was the host. And then Ricky Gervais had a beer in his hand, and Mel Gibson said to him, you don't need any beers to end up flat on your face, or something like that. The implication being that Mel Gibson would beat him up. And so Ricky Gervais cupped the mic so no one could hear, but of course people could hear, and said, what does sugar tits mean anyway? Referring to when Mel Gibson got busted um, drink driving. That, that, fe- that feels like fair game. I mean, he made an ass of himself that night. But I, I don't know. I mean, like, all that star drama, whatever, I, I don't have any time for it. But the, the, the censorship thing is real because... I mean, money. And people are like, oh, if I get slapped down by the social media, I'm not going to be able to get a hold of people. So is is that not the most important question to be addressed right now? I mean, is there a more important one? Censorship? It's tricky, isn't it? Because after some of the attacks uh, of, of late, there was a hashtag trending on Twitter, which was, um, oh, I wish I could remember. It was Leave Islam. Oh, Christ. Um, and Twitter censored it but apparently you know not not everyone using it was using it negatively but the point is twitter did censor it but the question has to be while people may tweet insensitively is it not their right to do so and if you can't have the free expression will there ever be a proper political debate i mean surely one of the things about social media is all the the boundaries are being pulled down the media used to be the old boys club and they could tell you what they wanted to they can still do that but 
I can then see everything else as well. Well, I would say... Is it healthy for them to take things down, even if they're hateful? And I'm not arguing that they should leave hateful stuff up at the same time. Um, Can there be a movement against that hate if the hate's shielded from us anyway? Well, I I can't speak for you, but I I have dealt with some fire online. And honestly, like, if you hide from it, it never goes away. But if you actually engage somebody that comes at you and is like uh, with some ignorance or something, you, you can find common ground with them at some point. And if you can't, you just kind of dust them off. But I, I don't know. People protecting people from people and, and hurt feelings. Is that really working out? I think not. I mean, if you go into the mind of someone, let's just let's just take an imaginary character and let's call him Dave. All right. Dave is someone who's very frustrated in his life for whatever reason and is unable to express himself again for whatever reason. It's because he doesn't want to get fired. <laughs> well, he doesn't want to get something. And so he shoots this vitriol online. And why does he do it online? I mean, maybe Dave uses his face. Maybe Dave doesn't. But the point is, I don't think he's going to go away. He'll just change his account name and do it again. While at the same time, I hate the Daves of the world, but do we maybe need a dave in the world there's a schism in our world right now and and like people don't really hate other people look i guess okay here's an example going back to twitter which again if you're looking for news these days people are usually looking at hashtags like running down straight to the information twitter like you can basically sponsor a hashtag and it gets a little emoji at the end of it you've probably seen it with local sports teams that shit well, it does. It breaks up the uh, the type, and it really clowns up the whole thing. But it, it feels weird yeah. that like for, like people that sponsor and decide elections are sponsoring kind of like directed hate. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, tricky things going on. There is. I mean, sponsored hashtags. There was one that wound me up the other day. It's for Dove soap. You probably don't have it over there. It's you know like a a, a neutral soap, good for your skin soap. Yeah. And they've got the sponsored hashtag, my beauty, my say. And the idea is it's all about, you know, real women and what re- women really look like, all good stuff. But it no, it's, it's a fucking corporation trying to sell an image of being all about the people. Bollocks, it's all about the profit. So sponsored hashtags are a nonsense because they take away what social media is about in the first place. Social media has thrived because it is distinct from what we're being sold in mainstream media. Inevitably, of course, it was going to get commercialized. But um, we've been we've been all over the place. Let me kind of take this home for you anyway. Well, when you're kind of growing up, you're not really aware that people are getting away with stuff all around you. And, and as you get older and you get into a more nuanced life, you'll start catching glimpses of like people cheating and succeeding. And, and, and Twitter is a place where you can vent that, but then they start curving you. And I, I just think like, once you try and shut somebody's mind down, where do you go from there? I mean, with the censorship thing, if if they can pull tweets, and they do, and they can, and it's not just, I mean, we're talking Twitter, aren't we, because we predominantly use Twitter, but we're talking social media generally. Well, don't even, don't get me started on Facebook. But... Well, get started on Facebook in a minute, because right. we can't let Twitter have all the fun. Sure. But is it wrong for them to, to, to censor it? it? Does it take away from what it's for in the first place? Because if we censor those bad things, um, those bad things will be breeding in the shadows, right? In some ways, it, it, better the enemy you know, and it's good that they're doing it in public to a point so you know what is in the world rather than you're giving, growing in a shadowy way. You're giving me a, a real easy way to use kind of like a forgotten 80s sci-fi film. 
um, Enemy it. Mine, where, you know, those oh, two. Yeah, great shout. Well, it's, it's just one of those things where, like, once you know your enemy, you love them because they are you, you know? It's so, I mean, like, I think that there's ways to handle that kind of traffic. Like, do a, you know, 18 and over Twitter. Like, if you, if just tag certain words, if they offend certain people, uh, then it goes to like a, a Twitter that can only be accessed by older people. Because, yes, even if people are slinging venom, like, oh, people from this part of the world are, are cutting heads off or whatever, you don't know that they are. Media has told you that, and media has proven to be, you know, a, a bunch of liars at this point, and uh, not to mince words. So I think that any conversation needs to go down just in the right place where minds aren't getting blown and whatnot. Well, you, you take me really well onto a, something I was thinking of. I was actually listening to the radio oh, about a fortnight ago, and there's, there's a presenter, a TV presenter, he's very famous over here, called Richard Maidley. He became famous, him and his wife did a chat show together and, and stuff. And he's kind of like, he's a slight, he's a, he's like a, a lovable oaf. He's very much like a real life Alan Partridge. You and can't stop only, yourself. No, yeah, I know, I know. And he's had his fair share of, of internet hate and he was talking about that. And he sort of said to me, it's duck, water off a duck's back. You know, th these people, if we were in the tube together, they wouldn't have the balls to say anything to me and they can think what they like, but I'm a public figure. So inevitably there's, I'm going to split opinion. And he's very level headed about it. But he made the point, why are we not in a situation now where we need ID to get on social media? Because these people are using anonymity um, to shield themselves, to allow themselves to say whatever they want. And would they do so if they actually were identifiable? Would they send death threats and hateful stuff if it would actually come back to them? And he made the point, look, everyone should be able to use social media and say what they want. Say what you want, but be accountable for it. So just like with internet banking or, or, or anything, it is a new person. You know, your internet person is you. In the same way you wouldn't be able to go and withdraw money from a bank without having some correct ID with you, why can, can you use this platform and say horrible things? So should we be in a position where you have to have a legitimate online ID, which links back to you? So if you're going to send a death threat to someone, you can do it. But in the same way, in the real life, if you did it, it would come back to you. It still comes back to you. I, I see that in, in whomever that cat is, he's in, living in a deluded world. Because in a just world, that makes sense. But in this world, uh, you do need people to kind of strike from the shadows. Not necessarily saying things like, oh, I'm, I'm coming for your family or something. But like, why, why don't politicians have to answer when they get criticized? Like, they just, like, sometimes literally turn their back on people asking them questions that they don't want to hear. And when did that become okay? Because what is politics? Isn't politics like uh, people in wigs that are acting like they don't have problems, but they're, you know, really do? It, I don't like the idea that people can ask certain questions and can't ask other questions. I don't know if it's felt over there. I don't know if you'll feel it in the, in, in the near future. And let me ask you a question which occurred to me today. I was walking through my town. It gets quite tourist-heavy this time of year because it's quite a historic town where I live. Well, what what draws people to your town? It's a very historical site. It's where it's a Roman town. So when the Romans came over, they used it as one of their bases, primarily Chester and York. So we got the Roman walls. We got a big cathedral. We got an amphitheater. You know where they used to do like the throw the Christians to the lions stuff like that. Good times uh, and the river. Good times good honest fun for all the family come along and 
walking through town, tourists everywhere, and you're playing the game. You know when you see someone's taking a photo, so you try not to walk through their sight line, and you're dodging around them, and, and you know, all that's happening. And I'm thinking, how many photographs do you think exist of you online that you don't know about? Just when you're in the background, you've walked past a couple who are having their photo taken. I reckon I'm in quite a lot. Well, if we're, if we're talking Big Brother, we're all all over everything. But, I mean, just random photographs, that's, that's an interesting one. I mean, uh, who can say, really? I mean, people have actually, like, gotten married and then realized they were in each other's pictures when they were kids, like at Disneyland. Like, that kind of stuff does go down. Crazy shit. Yeah. I reckon I'm all over, because every day at the moment, if I walk through town, I'm disturbing someone's private photo shoot. I, I lit up your, uh, your your actors and whatnot. Who, who on my side of the drink feels like a political actor to you guys? Uh, what's his name? John Stewart? John Stewart? Steely-haired guy? Yeah, John Stewart. But that's an obvious one, because he's a comedian who does political satire of an evening, right? So that's that's almost a given. Or he did, yeah. Well, he grew a beard. Um, I don't know. He's wandering the earth now or something. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, I will probably... Once this recording's done, I'll probably think of a million. The Hulk actor, the guy who plays the Hulk now, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, he's he's in it for the environment. Like, he, he's down with fracking, as we all should be. But no, he speaks his mind on, on the environment. What does down he, with fracking mean, though? That, do you mean thumbs up or thumbs down? Because what, what you've said actually could be interpreted two different ways in, in, in the UK. Well, I, no, I'm I'm against fracking because it messes up drinkable water. It's just when you when you say down on, it means like I'm down with it. Oh well, yeah, I mean, so you confuse me cool with your like cool, that, yeah, cool no, lingo. Not in this case. Where I am, there's a, a planned fracking, and there's been like a, a year long sitting, you know, protesting the fracking. I mean, this is the topic for a different episode, but sure, there's a documentary on Netflix about solar power. And especially where you are in California, you get a solar panel on the top of your car, you get them on the top of your house, you can run so much of your life just with free resources which are going to waste and have been for centuries, millennia. It makes no sense that we're not exploiting that while we're trying to spend so much time and resources pumping a limited resource, you know, because it won't be there for our you know, generations ahead. Why aren't we concentrating now on the renewable stuff? I don't get it. Well, I do get it. It's money, but I, you know. That's that's a conversation for another day. Probably after I drive my four-wheel drive vehicle uh, down a freeway for, for a while. Oh, you're not a four-wheel drive man, are you? <laughs> I am, brother. Big tires and all. But, I mean, kind of legit. It's just intimidating, <laughs> that's all. Um uh, yeah. <laughs> I drive, the, I'm, I'm a very tall man, and I drive the smallest car in the world. I think the Simpsons have made some jokes about that. Yeah, it's just ah um, that that scenario has actually happened to me. I kind of fold myself into my car. It's like origami getting me into my car. I, I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> the reason I was asking about the photo thing, I know it sounded like an odd throwaway question, but if you were to find those pictures of yourself. Do you think you should have the power to have them removed? Because they're not pictures of you. They're pictures of someone's family on holiday and you walked past. Mm. How much power can we have over this this new frontier of the internet? And how much power, if we can or cannot have, should we allow the authorities to have? For example, if we say something in this, if, if, I, was to, if, if I was to drop some kind of bizarre bomb of some insider information, who should have the authority to, to take it down? But at the same time, we all know there's material on the internet we wish wasn't there. I, I find it very hard to know in my own mind where to draw the lines. I don't think I've settled 
um, my own ideas on this this topic, if I'm honest with you. No, it, it's a complex one, but I will say this, that I do not respect people that curve minds. Um, I don't care if your name is uh, Zuckerman or Greenberg or Zuckerberg or, or Jack for that matter. But yeah, if you're trying to shut people down, if you're trying to shut down a conversation, you have the power to create the proper forum. We do now for the first time ever in history. So instead of shutting people down, why? Because people are, you know, lying. That's the simplest explanation and it's the right one. That people are lying and at some point they have to answer that. But that's the point, isn't it? How are they going to answer to that? If we're talking about the social media aspect, because some people, I'm not necessarily talking about the big names you're talking about, but your everyday person will never, you won't know who they were because they're using, they, there is no accountability. Well, social media turns over every every few years and Facebook and, and Twitter are trying to be everything to everyone. I think there's a couple other uh, things out there, maybe Snapchatters and whatnot. Everything turns over and somebody's going to come up with an intelligent way to, you know, align information that your mind can sort through cleanly and, and then we'll be fine. What do you stand on, on, on Facebook briefly? I don't use Facebook. Well, I... I pay attention to what CEOs say about their product. When you hear George Lucas talk about Star Wars and he says, why are my fans so stupid? It's A, insulting and makes you not like the guy, but it also means that he's trying to do something that you're not seeing. In the case of Facebook, when you have Zuckerberg saying, um, the people that are on my platform are the stupidest people. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to throw a qualifier on that. But just type it in. Uh, he said it in an article. That, that's not a good sign. And he's not who he says he is. And, and that's that's also very kind of on the on the low. But yeah, he's not who he says he is. And and I would I would follow the money on Facebook. But I mean, a lot of people like the convenience. They like their circles, but they don't own that information anymore. It doesn't belong to them. They don't belong to themselves anymore. It, it's interesting to see what people are willing to sacrifice these days. Do you think we are sacrificing? I don't have much of an online presence, and I think maybe that's partly because I'm just—I don't know—I don't think you do either. You know, it's our our age for what it's worth. You know, you're never gonna on my social media. There will never be a picture of my daughter's birthday party. I, I don't live my life online, but people do, and and the majority of people do, or so it seems. We never used to have access to this type of information. It, our lives are a public platform now, and. Um, Maybe me and you are behind the curve. Maybe it's just a new way of living, but it's all out there. No, I, 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 I see what you're saying in like uh, the world's past is by and whatnot. But I think it's we do, people have to have privacy. I mean, that's part of being human. If we don't have privacy, we're slaves. We're drones. And, and yeah, that can be colorful, but that's what it is. I mean, if, you, if you're, you know, at some point, somebody's going to say, hey, why don't you put a computer chip in your wrist? It'll make, you know, supermarket checkouts quicker. I mean, that's probably like a couple minutes away. So I don't know. I, I'm not down with the Bible. But that's, again, that's another conversation. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's going down that, that feels real biblical. What another conversation. Well, what a fine place to wrap it up. A good ad for what's coming up in the future. More, more good times. More good times. Okay, let's wrap this up. We don't have much in the way of social media presence, but we do love the bit of Twitter. I know we've been hard on it today, but, uh, you know, we're both on there on a daily basis. And you'll find me at The Smith Signal. Um, and my name, my name really is Andy Smith. So I'm putting it out there. And you, sir. That's dangerous of you. 
Well, I mean, hey, you can criticize your drugs. Uh, t- Twitter is amazing, and it's opened up a world to me, but it's still trying to curve me. And I can be found on that platform, at 86Cujo. You can call me Curtis or Cujo. Take us home, Andy Smith. Consider it done.